0: All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. So subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell, upvote the video, and of course, participate down below by commenting on the video as well. I am here with John Gillespie. We are going to talk about opening weekend for Ole Miss this weekend. This is going to be kind of the ceremonial end of the celebration of winning the national championship. They're going to do it up big this weekend. Um, how is the campus looking at it? It looks like the lines and the pictures online are long. How, how is the opening weekend
1: going? Uh, campus is hectic, for lack of a better term, in a good way, uh, if you're an Ole Miss fan. Um, parking lots are already filling up. Uh, I had to get on campus, I guess it was about an hour ago, um, to get my, my media pass and uh, it took a minute, and I noticed that the parking lots are already filling up. Um, and that's that's big for a Friday, February seventeenth first pitch at four o'clock. Uh, that is that is special. Um, and and I think that there are a lot of fans showing up for the promotions that the athletic department has uh, for this weekend. Uh, the unveiling of the national championship artwork um, in in the stadium. Uh, Tim Elko throwing out the ceremonial first pitch on Friday. uh, A mini replica national championship trophy. A lot of things that are going to be happening at Swayze outside of the baseball itself.
0: Yeah, and the extended batter's eye behind the center field wall is going up. Do we think that might be like something that they're planning on graphic-wise doing
1: with all that extra space? I've wondered that um you know I, i'm not i'm not sure i haven't heard anyone say uh but that is something that crossed my mind and you can definitely tell it's still a work in progress out there right now um because i, I did see that on on my way to campus but um yeah i mean that that's something i think that had been in the works for a while and uh, it's just one of those things that that takes some time and kind of drags into the opening weeks of the season a little bit
0: yeah absolutely and it should be an interesting series. Um... Props for the Delaware Blue Hens for being the team that is being brought in for what should be a fairly raucous game for
1: February 17th. Yeah, and I I think that, you know, on one hand, if if you're Delaware, it's like, okay, we have to face the reigning national champions, an SEC team at one of the best college baseball environments in the country, you know, according to uh, people who don't even necessarily cover Ole Miss. But on the other hand, they may see this as an opportunity. You know, they may see this as a chance to get a game, or even if they're, you know, if things go their way, get two. Um, and you know, I'm sure they're, I'm sure they're going to be as hyped up as as anybody else to get out there and kind of kind of give a crack at it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, let's move on to the actual game on the playing field. And this is a question that I've had and haven't brought up on any of my podcasts until now. But now, this is a good time, I think, to get into this. How do you replace Kevin Graham? Everybody talks about Oko. Everybody talks about Bench. Everybody talks about DeLucia. How do you replace Kevin Graham?
1: Well, I, I think that that is a very important question because, you know, you, you notice last season when, when Graham was injured, there was a little bit of a slump there. Uh, and of course, the regular season was what it was before the postseason caught fire. <clears throat> but. I don't think it's a one-player approach. I think that to put it in kind of money ball terms, you have to kind of do it by committee a little bit. Um, One player can contribute with on-base percentage. You know, another player could contribute with home runs. Uh, One could do it with batting average or fielding or or whatever. Um, I think it's going to be a group effort because I I don't think here early in the season, I look at one guy and say, okay, that is the new Kevin Graham. I could be wrong because baseball has – proven many times to prove me wrong. Um, but that is that is something that I that, – that's how I see it unfolding because Kevin Graham was a key cog of this team for multiple years, especially last year. And, um, you know, that, that's going to be something that, that we'll have to watch moving forward.
0: Yeah, after the Ole Miss-Arkansas game in the College World Series, David, Dave Van Horn actually came over and said, do you have any eligibility left? He was so happy to see Graham graduate. And I think with the popularity of Tim Elko, with the superstardom and the rise of Dylan Delucia, I think that got lost a little bit is exactly how good of a player Kevin Graham was. So, John, looking at this, and we're talking about replacing that, who are some newcomers that we need to pay attention to on the field?
1: Well, you know, we we talk about Lane Kiffin's prowess in the transfer portal. Ole Miss has some transfer names as well. Um, but for me, I'm looking at the pitching rotation um, to start. I mean, we, we talk about the bats and the production at the plate, all of that that departed and has shifted around a little bit. But a couple of the names after Hunter Elliott this weekend, I think, are uh, some guys to kind of keep an eye on. Um, you know, Grayson Saunier. I'm going to learn that uh, this week. Uh, What's that the- time of year? <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It's you know the early portions of the season. By week two, I'll I'll have pronunciations down. Um, fortunately, I can write it and not speak it for a while. But anyway, uh, that's that's a, a guy obviously to watch. Mike Bianco was very impressed with him during camp. Um, what what he was able to do on the mound, and I'm really excited to see him in game action uh, because obviously game action and these simulated games during camp are different because you have. Thousands of fans, as opposed to maybe double-digit people in attendance. Um, so that that's going to be something that I that I think is going to be very important to watch. And this pitching rotation is you know different. I mean, Hunter Elliott is now the guy. You know, he was he had the opportunity to kind of be the guy last year, but he was number two in the rotation. Um, so now he is the Friday guy, and that that's going to be you know who who comes behind him and can Elliott hold down that Friday role. Because sometimes pitchers' mentalities are just different depending on the day that they go uh, wherever they're more comfortable. So that that's what I'm keeping my eye on the most here in the early portions of the year. Um, and we'll kind of see how how it works itself out.
0: Yeah, because they have to get ready because Maryland's coming to town. You basically have four straight weekend games against the Maryland Terrapins, with them coming to Oxford. And then they're the first game – that we're going to play in Minnesota, I, I have no idea why Ole Miss is playing a baseball game
1: in early March in Minnesota outdoors. But you would think that would be illegal, right? Yeah, like, there should be some kind of law against that. But um, hopefully, the weather works out well because that I think that weekend, and we can maybe talk about that at a later date. But I think that weekend uh, has has the opportunity to be a real test for Ole Miss to see three different opponents on three different days, um, you know, and kind of see how. Again, how that pitching staff and how even how the guys at the plate uh, adjust to seeing different guys.
0: You know, um, low-key, one of the stories that I'm interested about, and you're not going to hear anybody talking about this, and, but I, I like to keep it real on my show, um, and I say that all the time, is back in Tennessee Tech when that happened and Tennessee Tech started that run and the crowd started just almost getting fatalist about what was about to happen. And honestly, that was earned. I get that with what happened against Texas, what happened against Miami, all those super regional paths that happened. It makes sense. Do Ole Miss fans kind of get to enjoy this season? Will they lighten up a bit? Or will that come back as almost a
1: habit in the future, near future? I think it is definitely going to be alleviated. Um, because of what last season was leading up to the postseason. Everyone is obviously going to talk about the incredible run that this team went on last year. Once once the postseason hit, last team in, last team standing. But the regular season for at least the first half of it, and probably longer than that, was a mess. I mean, it, it looked like that Bianca was definitely going to be on the way out. Um, I, I remember I, I wrote something saying that, Barring a miraculous turnaround, Mike Bianco was probably going to be done as the Ole Miss head coach. And then a miraculous turnaround happened, and now he's still here. So I I think that, you know, things definitely got tight or, like you said, fatalist around the fan base around that time. And I think most people were expecting a change. Um, But then, you know, obviously they, they catch fire and win the national championship. So I think that some of that pessimism is out the window. A little bit, at least this year, um, because all of those super regional struggles, uh, you know, one one trip to Omaha and however many years it was, 20 plus, um, has now been capped off with a national championship. You know, so, you know, 05, 06, the Tennessee Tech year, all, all those things are kind of out the window for at least a little while. Now, you still have to go out and win. I mean, this 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 fan base expects winning. But, you know, that that kind of mentality, I think, may take a backseat a little bit this year. Yeah, and
0: that leads me to this. If that pressure is truly gone, and and you have no idea, everybody has no idea how much the players can feel that, and it almost becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy from time. If that is gone, does this Ole Miss team have a chance to go on a run over the next couple of years?
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I have no problem saying that. I think absolutely, because you know, we talked before we started recording that the national championship doesn't just affect this year, okay? Now recruits, in my opinion, at least I'm not a recruit. I'm, I'm horrible at baseball. But uh, recruits, I think, view your program now as a national championship program, right, at, at least for the foreseeable future. Because they look at this, as like, okay, not, you know, this this Oxford is cool. The fan base in baseball is cool. Swayze is a cool environment. But they've also won a championship. Not only have they been to Omaha, which is a big deal, just getting there, but they've also won a championship once they got there. And I think that that is key to this recruiting thing with all the scholarship stuff that happens in NCAA baseball and everything uh, as far as scholarship numbers are concerned. Um, I think that's absolutely key because now there's the opportunity to maybe get one or two other guys – who might not have considered your program but would consider, you know, an LSU or another program that has won, you know, a national championship or multiple, uh, now you're in that conversation. So I think that absolutely, you know, the past this year, I think that from a recruiting perspective and, yes, from a fan base perspective, uh, that's definitely an impact.
0: All right, John. Thank you very much for stopping by. And also, thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place, plus hear from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. I have a feeling in the next couple of weeks Ole Miss will be a topic on that show. Um, Locked On College Basketball, it's available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. John, enjoy opening weekend. Have a lot of fun out there. Enjoy Swayze. I'm down here in... 85-degree weather in Central Florida at the moment. So enjoy the chilly weather, but enjoy Swayze, man.
1: I will. I appreciate it. Thank you.
0: All right. Take care, buddy. I'll talk to you next week.